0: Your host and the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes, And yes, here we are again another day committed to being your consumer
1: advocate. We love to help you understand your buying decisions, make you more street smart here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Helping you win in any marketplace. Avoid a lot of the commission-based advice. that's uh, so prevalent out there. And also, just be that resource for you. We want to be that super connector for you. Uh, we've got 80 different categories of consumer advocate content and advice here on the show. And lots of folks that we can refer to to you. saver hotline number 813-917-1894 and we appreciate those that call in and, and reach out and try to support the station and the show here by supporting our expert contributors 813-917-1894 you can call or text that line it's an off-air number and also consumerqb.com consumerqb.com you can see links there to all of our expert contributors at consumerqb.com And we got a great lineup for you today. Uh, We've got attorney Patrick Smith in studio, Florida estate planning. He does Florida Wills Trust, estate planning, and probate attorney, uh, Patrick Smith. Welcome in, sir. Thank you, Brandon. I'm excited to be here today. Excellent. Excellent. And you've got your own radio station, or radio show, that is, 14 markets. That's impressive. And you do right here Saturday mornings, 8 a.m. on 860 The Answer as well.
2: Yes, sir. We look forward to talking a little bit today about basic estate planning, kind of letting everybody know their basic options that are out there.
1: Excellent. Yeah, a lot of confusion comes into play. A lot of times it's the family members dealing with the the, uh, collecting you know, all of the different, uh, you know, legal matters and all the stuff that happens the real estate that's involved sometimes. Got to dispo and sell that real estate sometimes. So coming up, attorney Patrick Smith on the program, and we have attorney Carmika Rubin as well, law offices of KV Rubin. And welcome back, Carmika.
3: Yes, glad to be back. Excited to share.
1: Excellent. Yeah. And you've got your uh, Zoominar coming up uh, soon as well, right?
3: Yes. March 24th, 6 p.m. Check it out. Go to the website. I- I'm excited. I'm excited. I'm excited.
1: Yeah. What are folks going to learn if they go to the web- go to your Zoominar?
3: We're going to be talking about when you're going through a divorce, how does the real estate play a part of it? Whether it's commercial, residential, foreclosure, inherited, we're talking property and divorce in Florida.
1: Awesome. Okay. Excellent. Yep. So those are good topics. Those are good topics. Family law uh, is, is an interesting topic as well. And, and people have a lot of questions, a lot of concerns about that. Um, so we'll jump right into it uh, here, uh, going right into the program. Uh, so <clears throat> what is equitable, equitable uh, distribution in Florida?
3: So equitable distribution in Florida, one, we're a no-fault state. You can get divorced just because you're, you're no longer happy with one another. But when it comes to what you have accumulated together as a marriage, the, the state of Florida looks at it as one. So when people have a house before marriage, well, that's non-marital. But once you get married and you add that person to the deed and you add that person to some other property, everything is split half and half or fairly, as the court looks at it as equitable distribution. We want the parties to leave the marriage as even as possible.
1: Yeah, and that's when you get into the, when you have children as well, you get the different, you know, they come in they do that income sheet, right? They come in and say, okay, well, what's the incomes? What are the needs that the child needs as well? So you kind of get into uh, a, a, basically an advanced mathematic equation, right?
3: Well, that's kind of getting into more of the child support, child custody, but distribution literally deals with your business assets, It deals with your pensions, your retirements, your boats, your houses, your cars, your savings account, your checking account. It's like whatever you both own as an asset and a liability it's going to be split half and half. Now, talking about the children and the child support, that's a whole nother chapter.
1: Right, yeah, exactly. And you get into the the different calculations in terms of who's who's the primary wage earner, where are the children going to spend most of their time, who's going to keep the uh, you know the custodial who's going to have that custodial arrangement?
3: Oh my gosh, yes. And when I say even that portion is convoluted, you would think that it would be simple. But if parties are emotional, and not thinking clearly and still are not really ready to face the reality of going from being married to single, one issue can last years.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a challenging time for a lot of people. And, you know, throughout the years we've we've talked about this on the show. And one of the biggest things to think about is, uh, you know, kind of the golden rule when you're going through this, you know, treat others, even though it is a spouse that you, you're kind of ending a long-term relationship with. Uh, Think about the children, think about how to, you know, structure these things to where it's a, a, a position where you're not causing grief and you're adding a lot mm-hmm. of trauma uh, to the children. That's one of the biggest things when it comes to divorce uh, in, oh my. in those separations.
3: Yes. Oh my gosh. You know, divorcing is not a happy time. You know, it, right. it, it really isn't. You know, I look at it as an equivalent of a death. So it's a death of a relationship, a death of a promise, death of you know visions and goals that we thought that we were going to have as a marriage. It's just a death, and kids are definitely um, adversely affected by that. They're affected because now you're living in mom's home or dad's home, and you know every everyone just has a very unfortunate bad experience. I, I don't you don't hear of a good experience for from a divorce. You know they you can say it, but. Mm, <laughs> it, it's challenging. Divorce affects everyone.
1: Yeah. Yeah, very seldom do you do you see that. And I, I've heard of, of some where it's like, okay, the final number is uh, $68,054 that's owed. And I've heard of, of different situations where the, the person comes in and he hands a bag of coins. He's like, okay, well, here's all the pennies. You know, you count
3: them. <laughs> <laughs> it gets petty. Oh, my gosh. It gets so petty. Divorcing is petty. And I, I've seen scenarios where – They're like, we're going to agree to everything. Your assets, your liabilities, the kids, time sharing, alimony. We're going to agree. But then now you have another person comes into the play, a new girlfriend, a new boyfriend. And now everything that was reasonable becomes unreasonable because people don't want to be reasonable because I don't like you anymore. I got a new person. It is challenging. And there are times when having an attorney does work. I was in a hearing yesterday This one guy, he did not understand what the judge was saying. He fired his attorney, and he just blew up in the courtroom via Zoom. And she's like, you don't understand. And I'm saying to myself, he doesn't. He really needs an attorney, even if it's just to guide him through the process, because he was so upset.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's challenging when the emotions are high like that. It's it's such a challenging time for people, especially if they didn't have uh, consultations to set those expectations of, of what here's here's the realm of possibilities. Here's what could happen. But here's most likely, in my experience, what might happen. Uh, so that's a challenging time. If you just joined us, we're talking with attorney Carmika Rubin here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, the law offices of K.V. Rubin, P.A., online at Rubenslaw.com. That's R-U-B-I-N-S Law.com. And she's got a Zoominar coming up, divorcing while owning real estate. Uh, we got a Zoominar coming up on March 24th, uh, 6 okay. p.m., and that leads us to my next question. I wanted to talk about, you know, what happens to the home? Uh, we, we, we outline marital assets, but, but one of the biggest asset in many cases is the home uh, during those divorce situations.
3: What's interesting about that is even some judges may not understand real estate law. And when you're in a family law court, there, there, there's discussions. But if the family was going through a financial hardship and they're already behind on the mortgage. And now you're trying to also divorce. Those are two different areas of, of law, real estate law and family law when it comes to divorcing. So I've had to kind of, you know, bring some education to how the foreclosure process goes. But if, if you're current on your mortgage or if you're not current, it's still the same basics of whose name is on the deed as far as ownership, whose name is on the note as far as the financial liability. So even if a court gives you the home, And you're like, oh, I got the house, but then there's a separate contract that's dealing with a separate company that is saying somebody still needs to owe us whoever signed on the dotted line. So they can sue whoever signed on the dotted line, and then that person can come back to the family law court to say, well, they're supposed to um, hold me harmless and pay everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly, it, and that's the challenge. That's sometimes where we come in, and we, we're dealing with these assets, and we're putting them on the market. And then you got multiple parties on the sideline saying, "Oh, well, we think the value should be this," and oh, well, so and so said the value should be that, and you know, guess there, guess where their value is? Uh, uh, is it on the high side or the low side? Right?
3: Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and you're so needed because in some of these cases when maybe they've had the home for two years, you know, maybe three years. It's not a true family, 20-year, been in a family-type home. And the court is say, you need to now sell the house. And it does come to, okay, well, what is the value? And then from the proceeds of the home, who's going to get what? Are we paying our attorney fees out of the sale of the home? Are we paying any other judgments or any other items? out of the the net proceeds. So it, it really does get entangled.
1: Yeah. And I've had situations where I've had properties listed uh, with one party and then the judge comes in and says, well, uh, so-and-so has the right, we're going to, and they change realtors. So I get screwed out of the deal. I've literally had properties oh. like under contract going into contract. I can't remember the details because it was years <laughs> ago, but I'm like, wait a minute, that's not fair. I need where's my attorney? <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. You know, this awesome thing we call life. Life is real. Life does happen. And you, when you get into a marriage, you don't think about divorcing. You think about building and not destroying. But it's just unfortunate that when you do go through a separation, when you do go through a divorce and there is property, whether it's commercial, residential, investment, homes, um, When it happens, you have to know what are your legal options. You know, am I losing? Am I gaining? Is it marital? Is it non-marital? How do we assess the value? How do we split it up? Those are all questions um, that I really want to dive into in the Zoominar.
1: So. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Well, that's good stuff. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we've got more with attorney Karmika uh, Rubin here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. we we'll are take a quick break, uh, come back with her. And on the second half of the show, we've got attorney Patrick Smith on the show as well. We're going to talk more about uh, Florida uh, Wills Trust, estate planning, probate attorney uh, Patrick Smith coming up on the show here as well. Uh, don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial Follow us online. We would love to connect with you at Brandon Rimes one on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, get her as well, Consumer Quarterback Show page out there on Facebook. And we'll be right back here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, ConsumerQB.com.
2: Hey, this is Grant Cardone, and you've been listening to the phenomenal Brandon Rhymes, the Consumer
1: Quarterback
0: Show. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894, online at ConsumerQB.com. And we're back, Brandon Rimes here, Consumer Quarterback Show, powered by the Platinum MVP Team at
1: Keller Williams Realty Uh, Keller Williams Sports and Entertainment Division, now uh, we're certified through the Sports and Entertainment Division uh, which is kind of a luxury and a high level, um, you know, organization with uh, part of the Keller Williams organization rather, Uh, 200,000 agents worldwide, only 1,000 agents involved in the Keller Williams Sports and Entertainment Division so it's really cool, really excited about that a lot of progress happening there, now we we like to feature our real estate listings live on air as well and we've got a hot property listing here on Laura Don Drive in Seminole this is a million dollar listing of ours 14626 Laura Don Drive Seminole Florida now what we got is a unique opportunity here to own a property that's on the point so you're literally on the point you're about 12 feet above uh, the uh, sea level. you got two bedrooms, three baths, 1,330 square feet, and 180-degree views of the intercoastal waterway. So if you're watching our TV show version on Apple TV, Amazon Roku, uh, you can see that there we're on the point you've got 180 degree views of the intercoastal waterway private boat dock heated pool tennis courts and so much more to offer here with uh beautiful windows throughout you can see beautiful gorgeous views of the waterways 14626 loradon drive number 14 in Seminole, and you can see all of our listings at platinum this
0: is god's
1: all right. So we've got a great conversation going on here with attorney Carmika Rubin, law offices of KV Rubin, PA, as well as uh, coming up. We've got uh, Patrick Smith in studio as well, and he is a uh, state planning attorney, probate. Um, talk about Wills Trust, estate state planning probate attorney uh, here. And he actually had a, sh- a question for Carmika, which is very uh, it's topical right now. So
2: go ahead, Patrick. Yeah, Brandon. Thank you. Karmika. Good afternoon.
3: Good
2: afternoon. So I was excited to see you here today because our practice area is estate planning and family law. Actually, if you look at it in a Venn diagram analysis, there's a little bit of an overlap when it comes to that of the uh, prenuptial or postnuptial agreement. Mm -hmm. And a lot of estate planning attorneys feel like the prenuptial or postnuptial has been on this 30 or 40 year track where... It's merging with the state planning where it speaks to spousal elective share rights or homestead rights to the property as far as the state constitution goes. But in Brandon's uh, field or uh, application, I wanted you to try to speak to the value of a good prenuptial or postnuptial agreement when it comes to the division of real property should a divorce occur.
3: So my, my main thing when I speak to clients concerning their nuptials is understand first for the folder. <laughs> So you have to have full disclosure of both parties, the income, the assets, and especially when it comes to real estate. If it is your desire um, to walk away and leave the party as they came, because that's what a lot of prenuptials are, is saying that whatever you came to the table with, you can either leave with it or we can limit what each party will have upon a dissolution of marriage. If you are... Uh, If you were together, and this is kind of a tricky question, because if you were a couple for years prior to marriage, now you have to understand, are we talking about a home that we bought as individuals compared to a home we intend to purchase once we're actually married? So those are some of the things to definitely consider. And when it comes to, and I'm just going to slide a little bit to the estate planning portion of it, if you're trying to decide, well, if something was to happen to me physically, I'm no longer here on earth, who do I want to have my non-marital assets, then list it like you what you're going to talk about, list it in a will, or be creative in a quit claim deed on how you want it to be disposed of or can they to whomever you love. So a prenup or a postnup. I would say understand the access and what the ultimate desire is before you get married and then how you want it to be viewed once you are married and seeking a divorce. You follow okay,
2: up yeah, that was beautifully said. Beautifully said, Carmichael. Nothing to add. No. Yeah. And, and one thing, why don't we just define
1: also, because this topic, this uh, word comes up a lot. Some people call it a quick, like quick, not not fast, but quick. Uh, it, it's not quick. It's quit, uh, Q-U-I-T, right? Quit claimed. Yeah. What exactly is that?
3: A quit claim deed is a, is a way to convey whatever interest you have in a property to another person or another entity. So if you have zero legal interest, well, that's what you're going to convey. If you have 50 or 100%, that is what you are going to convey. A lot of investors, they really like to use quit claim deeds because it's more of a non-traditional, You you're not giving a warranty as far as title is concerned to whomever you're giving it to or selling it to. So a quit-claim deed is just a type of a deed to give ownership or legal interest, whatever it may be, from one person to another. Compare that to a warranty deed. That's saying, I am the only owner. I do have 100% interest. If you do a title uh, search, you will see my name, <laughs> right. and if not, you have a warranty that you can come back and you have a recourse, a legal recourse. Quick, these it is what it is.
1: Yeah, that's right. And, and there's no search done and you could have issues down the road and and somebody can lay a claim to it and come back and and uh, cause challenges for you. So if you just join us, we're talking with a attorney attorney, Karmika Rubin here on the Consumer Quarterback Show, uh, the law offices of KV Rubin, P.A. rubenslaw.com. dot com. And uh, next question, you know, when we talked about the home and dispersing the assets and, and, you know, we talked about what what happens to the home. But what if the home is in foreclosure?
3: If the home is in foreclosure, let me also just define the foreclosure because the lenders will tell you if you're three months at a minimum or more behind in your monthly mortgage payments, they're going to tell you, well, we've already sent this file to foreclosure. Well, for legal terms, it's not in foreclosure until a case number has been established. So they're Mm. calling it foreclosure, which in my terms legal is pre-foreclosure lawsuit. But once you're in a lawsuit for a foreclosure, I don't care if you're um, together, separated, going to divorce, both parties will be listed as a defendant in that foreclosure lawsuit, and they both need to be represented. And you can have a foreclosure lawsuit open and active while you have a divorce lawsuit open and active. And if your attorney does not understand how both ought to work together, then you may need to have the, the two attorneys talk together or get an attorney that understands both foreclosure defense and also divorcing in Florida
1: yeah you know and, and further i've I've had situations where I've had uh, represented clients and I've gone in to the to the courtroom with the judge. Or before the judge, and I've said, okay, uh, Mister Judge, I've got a listing agreement here, and I've got a purchase and sale agreement here. Uh, we have we have a, a fair market value. Uh, can we please uh, push this foreclosure date out and allow time for this traditional sale to happen? It's a non arms link, or it's an arms link transaction. By the way, it's it's a, a non arms link would be not good, but this is an arms link transaction. So I've had cases where you know I've kind of went in there and played attorney almost in a sense and said, hey, you know, here is. Here's it. Here's what I got. Can you please give me the time? And they did. They gave us some time.
3: Yes. Yeah, that sounds a lot like when you've already gone through the parties, have already gone through foreclosure and they're realizing, you know, we're about to lose because a foreclosure uh, sale, if it moves forward, you don't really have the defendant is really not a winner winner unless there's equity in the property and that just depends on the highest bidder for the actual foreclosure sale. So you did a great job for a great group of people or a person to give them more time to have more control over the outcome of their home. You still own your home until you don't with a certificate of title or with some type of a conveyance of a deed. All so right. good job. Hey,
1: good stuff. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Uh, unfortunately, we're out of time. We've got about 30 seconds left. Uh, can you wrap it all up for us and, and remind us about your uh, upcoming event?
3: Zoom in March 24, 2022 at 6 p.m. Go to our website. Register with a licensed attorney. Get your questions answered for free. Attorney Carmika Rubens, www.rubinslaw.com.
1: Absolutely. R-U-B-I-N-S law.com. Thank you so much, Carmika. Great information.
3: Thank you for having me.
1: My pleasure. All right. Uh, We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we've got attorney Patrick Smith in studio here, uh, Florida Estate Planning. Uh, He's also a radio show host on his own show, uh, Saturday 8 a.m. right here on 860 The Answer. And does a lot of uh, good work here in Tampa Bay. Wills, trust, estate planning, probate, and more to discuss here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. And we'd love for you to hang out with us here when we come back. You can call in as well, 813-917. 1894 and we'll put you in touch with any of our expert contributors that you'd like to speak with. We'll be right back after this short break.
0: This is Chris Voss, former FBI lead hostage negotiator and owner of the Black Swan Group and you're listening to Consumer Quarterback Show hosted by my friend Brandon Racks. To get in touch with Brandon call 813-917-1894 online at consumerqb.com 1894.
1: All right. Welcome back. Brandon
0: Rimes here, Consumer
1: Quarterback Show, powered by the Platinum MVP team at Keller Williams Realty. And I want to give a shout out to Chad Irrigation, Victor and his team over at Chad Irrigation for all of your sprinkler and irrigation needs. Think about Victor and his team. Uh, they do a great job on our real estate properties and they will take good care of you. Just mentioned that you heard about them right here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. All right, we got a hot listing here in Tampa Bay. This is 14121 7th Street in Dade City. Uh, we got a restaurant for sale. This is a beautiful opportunity. Any entrepreneurs, developers out there, 14121 7th Street in Dade City. This is downtown. You got plenty of parking, uh, street parking as well. And you've got a one bedroom, one bath apartment upstairs. This is an established restaurant since 1990 uh, downtown Dade City. Two dining rooms. Uh, you've got a buffet style uh, upstairs or banquet style, rather upstairs, furniture's included, the real estate's included, the equipment's included, Got to check this one out. It's in the 600 price range, $600,000 price range, 141217th Street in Dade City, a restaurant that we have for sale right here in beautiful Tampa Bay. All right, we got a property at 1324 Hicks Road, vacant land as well. I've got about a dozen or so properties that are vacant land. Uh, we sell residential, commercial, and vacant land. Uh, this one's 1324 Hicks Road, uh, over three acres, plenty of uh, road entrance as well, septic, electric, and well available as well and a beautiful property in hudson so we got about a dozen other properties available ranging from 30 acres on new york avenue uh, lots of land available so reach out if you're looking to purchase land right here in tampa bay and you can see all of our real estate listings at platinum We've got attorney Patrick Smith in the house. And uh, of course, welcome back in. And and we talk about wills, trust, estate planning, probate. These are these are very important topics because they're topics that people don't understand. A lot of times they put it off until the last minute. They don't really they're not really so proactive about uh, talking to their friends and family member about death. Right.
2: Yeah, that's right, Brandon. First of all, thanks for having me back. It's always great to be with you. You see it so often, like you mentioned earlier, it's too often family members being nosy and getting involved in other family members' estate planning and completely neglecting to do their own. And we see that from time to time at the law office where a nosy family member comes in with another loved one trying to tell that loved one how to do their estate planning. And yeah. I always ask them the question. I say, you know, this is called undue influence. We're not going to move forward with anything. But. Do you mind my asking if you have your own estate planning in place? (laughs) And almost always it's no. No, I I haven't done my own. Then why are you so worried about theirs? That's funny. It's 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 ironic. But a lot of times it's just misunderstanding. It's people don't understand. And especially younger people, they think, well, I'm too young for a will. Right. But but everyone needs a will. Because even if you have all your accounts beneficiary or POD, TOD, anything like that jointly held with another person, your will is still going to set forth who the personal representative of of your estate is. Who's going to be in charge? Who's going to marshal those assets, pay the creditors, deal with the final tax return, and be in charge of your ultimate estate distribution if you have minor children? The will is what's going to lay out who the guardians are, who's going to raise your children. You're not going to leave that up to the state. So it's very important for young couples. I think it's actually more important for young couples uh, or just as important for those who are in their senior years. But everyone needs a good estate plan and everyone needs a good will
1: yeah absolutely and you think about also these these uh Terry Shivo state remember that one from years ago oh, the, yeah. you know the poor that was local was, that was
2: right here yeah
1: yeah she was she was laid up for x amount of time and then she was stuck in a hospital, and then you had the siblings or who you you know more about the case, why don't you refresh us on that yeah. but but it leads to an advanced medical directive, i believe yeah, right? so
2: the situation there was one where the husband was speaking on his wife's behalf, and unfortunately, it was a situation where you know the facts made it a terrible case. Because there was nothing in writing about what Terry wanted, and her parents were advocating one position, her husband was advocating another. And there was no clear direction, and it was just a terrible set of facts. It was a terrible situation. And the point being, the takeaway, the silver lining that we can all take from that is to say we can avoid it by putting it in writing. Now, that's actually one of our supporting documents that goes with a will or a trust, whatever model you select, and it's called a living will with an advanced directive. And it clearly indicates to your family, if I'm in that condition, right. here's what I do or don't want done. And that right. way the family's not burdened with making the choice at all. They're simply left honoring your choice.
1: Yeah. And in that situation, when you when you are in uh you know, for example, laid up in the hospital bed, you've got limited amount of uh you know brain activity or whatever that situation is, you had a bad car accident or whatever, uh, what, what do you see most people doing? Do most people say, yeah, give me an X amount of time, then pull the plug? Or do, Very do... few.
2: Most people say, if I'm in that permanent brain dead state, let me go. Yep. Now, I've had a few. Yeah. I've had a few Few with uh, large monthly income streams. Right. For whatever reason, the way their career shook out, they have huge income streams coming in every month. So basically, they told the family, plug me in, turn me on. Until I start costing you more than is coming in every month. Oh, okay. But as long as I'm profit positive, <laughs> keep me plugged in. <laughs> yeah. I don't care. So, But it's a very rare circumstance. Most right. people say, especially my widow and widower clients. Right. When they've got that other half waiting on the other side, they're ready to go. Right, exactly. Yeah, that
1: makes a lot of sense. Cool. If you just joined us, we're talking with Attorney Patrick Smith here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. I'm your host, Brandon Rhymes, and um, this is a great example of our consultative approach to the radio and TV show. And uh, we try to provide value here and, and be your consumer advocate. Uh, we've got a lot of different expert contributors that come on the program, uh, ranging from several different types of attorneys, CPAs, financial advisors, uh, solar companies, tech experts, and on and on. Uh, so we'd like for you to reach out to the show. We'll put you in touch. Uh, With any of our expert contributors, whatever you might be facing, whatever you need, Uh, we want to be that consumer advocate. 813-917-1894. That's an off-air number. You can call or text that line 813-917-1894. So, uh, Patrick, what do you think also are some of the other misnomers in your line of work and your expertise?
2: So, I think people, I and mean, you were talking about it earlier uh, when you had Karmika on for her segment, and which, by the way, she did an excellent job, I thought, discussing real estate as it relates to divorce law and equitable distribution. It was an absolutely excellent uh, presentation on that. Thank but I think you. a lot of people have a, a severe misunderstanding about how deeds work. And you pointed out the fact that people often uh, misidentify a Quit claim deed is a quick claim deed, but people often misunderstand what the deed does. And oftentimes when people create a revocable living trust and they quit claim the property to the trust, some people misunderstand that to mean they've given up ownership of the property to their children now. That is simply a funding of the home into the trust to bypass the probate process, which is the goal of the trust. It's not you relinquishing any rights to your house. You still have full control. You could take it out of the trust. You could sell it to a third party, refinance it. So I think that's the biggest thing I see is people who misunderstand quick claim deeds. And sort of in the same vein along real estate lines, it's people who massively misunderstand homestead law. Right. And when people think homestead law, they make the precarious... Decision that because I understand I get an ad valorem property tax every year, so long as I filed by March 1st, now I understand all of Florida homestead law in total, and that ought to scare you, especially as a real estate professional. You understand most of homestead law, about 90% of Florida's homestead law doesn't live in any Florida statute. It lives in our state constitution, mm. and that's why when you get out of state attorneys coming down to Florida and searching our statutes, they miss the target all the time. Wow! Because they don't know to look in the constitution, wow. and that's where our state constitutional law is. And on my show, we did a, a two-part series on Florida homestead law, just delving into the constitutional provision. That's why I kind of talked to Carmika a little bit about that because it was specifically related to postnuptials and prenuptial agreements. With regard to the spousal rights to mm-hmm. homestead property. So I think real estate in general and especially homestead concepts are often terribly misunderstood.
1: Right. Yeah, absolutely. And you think about the homestead in, in Florida and why you see a lot of the millionaires and billionaires have such huge homesteads. Right. You know, Trump with Mar a Lago and just different places, right? So right. you have, it's a, it's a huge uh, protection that we have uh, in
2: the state of Florida to be able to put a lot of our assets into one place. Right. And there's no economic cap. So if you look at the state constitution, your homestead property is protected 100% so long as it's within one half acre within the city limits or 160 acres outside of the city limits. Now, that may make no sense to us now, but you got to take yourself back to like 1860s Florida and start thinking about what was going on in Florida at the time. It was even more agrarian than it is now. That's where the 160 number comes from. If you want to guess the average size of a farm in 1800s Florida. 160 would be the right number. Yeah. And, and that's the point. As a public policy, we thought Floridians ought to have always a place to live. Yeah. And, and so that's what it does. But the the other side of that coin, sort of the other side of that public policy, if we're going to allow you to protect this from your creditors, then we, as a state in our constitution, are going to require you to protect the home fed for certain people who should be important to you during your life, namely spouses. Mm or minor children Interesting. And, and tons and tons of deeds in the public record violate this. You'll see people who are married who own a homestead property and only their name. And they attempt to transfer it and sign the deed just themselves. But article 10 section four, subsection C says you can alienate property with spousal joinder. It's the converse of that. That really shows us the rule. In other words, you may not alienate property without spousal joinder. And that's why you'll pull deeds for homestead properties all the time. Where and you don't, one party you signs. only have one spouses and and because the county accepts it and stock stamps it everyone thinks that means it's legitimate that just means the county accepted it for recording that does not verify or validate the document
1: yeah because that could be challenged in a legal proceeding all the time and that's going back to if you had a quit claim deed exactly and, and not a proper uh, closing deed. at yep. a t- warranty deed at a closing yep. at a title company with an attorney etc you could be opening yourself up to uh you know future litigation or absolutely. worse absolutely yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yep. All right, let's take a quick break there. When we come back. Uh, we're going to jump into our last segment here, our final segment with attorney Patrick Smith on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Uh, we're going to talk about wills, trust, estate planning, probate, and more here on the show. And uh, more with Patrick Smith right
0: after this break. We'll be right
1: back. This is work done and you're listening to the Real Estate Quarterback Show hosted by
0: my man, Brandon Rhymes. To get in touch with Brandon, call 813-917-1894 online at consumerqb.com. and we're back Brandon rhymes here consumer quarterback show platinum
1: MVP team Keller Williams Realty always helping you win buying selling or investing as well we just launched a Keller Williams launched a our own uh, real estate school by the way so if anybody out there is thinking about getting licensed uh, we have our own Keller Williams real estate school and it's free which is pretty cool it's an online course uh, powered by Kaplan uh, but it's uh, an opportunity to get licensed maybe have a side hustle you know something like that maybe you're a contractor maybe uh, you know you can just refer business into the company so we would Love to help you with that. Uh, you can visit our website at consumerqb.com or Platinum MVP team. All right, we got attorney Patrick Smith in the house, uh, and he's got his own show, Saturday morning, 860 The Answer. uh, 14 different markets, a huge presence, and having a lot of fun with your show, I presume.
2: I love it. And I, I did radio for about 10 years, then I took a break because I had a little boy at home that I wanted to see on the weekends. So I actually, for about 10 years, took Fridays off and Saturdays just to get the extra day and with my son, one of my mentors actually told me, he said, if a ship is one degree off course, yeah, it doesn't make a difference two days into the journey. But two weeks into that journey, those two degrees will be massive. And so I thought about that in terms of that extra day with my son. Yeah, that's and awesome. I thought that one extra day may mean very little this week, but 10 years later... That's going to mean a lot to him. Yeah. So he's grown now for the most part. He's 16, six foot tall, and he's got all the answers to all life's problems. <laughs> and so I'm back to doing radio on Saturday mornings. My wife thought it was a great idea that I do it, and I'm loving it, having more fun than I ever thought I would.
1: Yeah, it's awesome, man. It's yeah. a lot of fun, and, and you do a live show, so that's pretty yes. cool, too. Yeah. So it's a blast. Yeah. Awesome man, absolutely, and I love that lesson, that life lesson. Yeah, you're you're off one degree, and by the time you end up, you know, if it's a plane example, you by the time you end up in Europe, you're in South Europe versus North Europe. Absolutely, it's a long ways off. Might end up in Africa, who knows? Uh, But we're talking with Attorney Patrick Smith here on the Consumer Quarterback Show. Uh, So, so yeah, estate planning, probate, uh, a lot of you know questions come up in these areas, especially with my
2: real estate business, my real estate practice. uh, Probate. Why don't we just start? Like, what is probate? So probate's the court supervised trans of assets from a decedent to the appropriate living beneficiary. Yeah. And I actually had a case just recently because it would have been great to run this by Karmika because what happened was there was a divorce and the divorce decree ordered the property to be split such a a way and it was different than it was appearing on the title. So the judge's decree actually changed the ownership. Well, one of those two parties passed. Mm. So we had a probate pursuant to a judicial decree. And it was a very interesting case. It was a case of first impression for me where you actually had to do a closing based on a judge's order, mm-hmm. not on the title as it appeared in the public record. So it was very interesting. But the probate process is how the court oversees that process. The literal Latin translation means prove the intent of the deceased. Mm-hmm not that family would ever disagree over what a dead loved one wanted, right? Never happened. (laughs) No, right? No, no happens all the time. We have a healthy litigation department, but at the end of the day, the probate process in a more practical term takes about six to 14 months. It varies case to case, county to county, and on average, anywhere in the three to 10% fee range. So it's pretty expensive. It's pretty time consuming. And for most estates, it's easily avoided by creating a revocable living trust.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's a challenging, challenging for a lot of people in those situations. And, when you, when you look at the divorce and the, the probate side, uh, the real estate's involved in a lot of cases, you know, there's there's people that say, we, we want to keep the house and so-and-so said, we should keep the house. So it, so it does get into a lot of the he said, she said. That's why ultimately any type of contract law, listing agreements, contracts, you know, it all comes back to what's on paper and what you can prove.
2: Yeah, we call that the four corners doctrine. I mean, and the more you memorialize and codify in writing, the better protected everyone is. That's why I was asking Carmica about those pre and post nuptial agreements. Right. Especially in, you know, Uh, What we call non-traditional marriage and by non-traditional marriage we mean a second marriage or a third marriage, which there's an outbreak of that up in the villages where I also have an office. So that being the case, it's a matter of making sure that you put in writing whose kids will be in charge, right? Who will get whose assets, but the more you put in writing better protected. Everyone is because they know, Oh, that is what mom or dad wanted. You're not taking someone else's word for it. Yeah, absolutely. Now talk to me about trust. Uh, I've heard people
1: say ter- putting things into like personal property trust and mm-hmm. then, you know, just different things. People can, can get pretty, uh, creative with trust. Sure.
2: Yeah. I've got. So for instance, if you have like an auto collection, like you have a rare Corvettes collection, you can actually create a personal property trust just to hold those personal property accounts. And, uh, and there are now national title two firearm trust for our gun collectors. Yes, uh,
1: that's right. In
2: addition to that, there is, you know, the more common standard revocable living trust, which has by far become, uh, I would say the new wave of estate planning. It's the fancy will that skips probate is my layman's definition for it. And at the end of the day, what it essentially does is make sure that everything skips that 6 to 14 months in probate, the 3 to 10 percent in fees. But it also makes sure that there's someone there called a successor trustee to captain your family's financial ship should you not die right away, but should you be prolonged incapacitated. See, the statistics tell us that most people will be incapacitated for some period prior to their death. And the statistics go on to show us that the final 30 to 90 days of someone's life are the most expensive days that they will ever live. Wow. So having someone that you've pre-selected and entrusted with keeping your family safe can go a long way to reduce or eliminate a lot of those major expenses.
1: Wow. Yeah, that's very well said, man. Uh, and and it, you look at, uh, you know, even if you have, for example, an expensive car, like a personal car, sure. or like you mentioned, the gun collection, these are these are things that you might want to look at having trust set up because then you're going to have the asset protection piece as well. Absolutely. Absolutely.
2: Yeah. People use uh, trust for lots of different methodologies. Asset protection is one of them. And a lot of times it's great to set them up before the liability occurs. Uh, exactly. under, under Florida statute, you don't typically want to start shifting things around after the liabilities arisen because it can be set aside for an attempt to defraud a creditor. Yep. So again, planning, I was explaining to a client this morning, I said, this is why we call it planning. We do it before we need it. That's so, right. It's not a state reacting. Yes. It's a state planning.
1: So yeah. Yeah, because if you start if you start reacting, like you said, moving stuff around and they
2: can easily say, hey, that's kind of, you know, it's kinda of like on the flip side of a business, like piercing that corporate veil. Oh, absolutely. We see that all the time. So people too often think that you know filing with Sunbiz is the finish line for a business. You're done. That's the starting line. Yep. And it's all about how you maintain that corporation, maintaining those corporate records, having the operating room, the bylaws, the stock shares, having all that in place and properly maintaining that that determines the strength of your corporate veil, as you pointed out, Brandon, and and whether or not it will be pierced.
1: Right. Yeah. And if it's pierced, then now you're opening up everything. It's like you
2: never had an LLC or a corporation or any kind of entity.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the liabilities there and people could literally lose lots of things minus your homestead, as we just mentioned.
2: Yeah, it can be catastrophic. So I think that's why it's critical. When you set up a corporation, you make sure to go to a good qualified attorney who's skilled in that. And I think you oftentimes want to work with someone who's seasoned in litigation with regard to your type of business, because who better to set up the entity that's going to protect you than the person who's going to be protecting you when you get sued. And if you own a business for any length of time, eventually you're going to get some sort of lawsuit. So I think it's best to have it set up by someone who's going to be defending you so they know what they put in there to protect
1: you. That's right. Yeah. The person that's tasked with Going to the courthouse, going in front of the judge, right. going and litigating.
2: Because what I hear litigators say all the time is they say, I wish this had been in there. Right. And if this was in there, then we could do this. So who better to go to than that person so they can put everything in there that they want to use to protect you?
1: Right. right. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, reach out to the show hotline if you'd like to talk to Attorney Patrick Smith, 813-917-1894. You can call or text as well, 813 813- We'll put you right in touch with him in his office and sit down. Now, do you have some type of a consultation that you offer out there?
2: Yeah, we actually offer a complimentary consultation. So if you've never done estate planning before or if you have old estate planning documents or you have estate planning documents from a different state, and you just want to have someone sit down with you and review them, we'll do that free of charge, give you our thoughts on them, and uh, give you an estimate for any updates that we recommend.
1: Yeah, and that, that's a good point. So many people moving down from, uh, you know, Illinois, New York, California. You're seeing all the hot states that people are moving from, you know, the top, top three, top five, right? And Florida is one of the biggest states moving to. I think Florida and Texas are right up there with Tennessee and uh, North Carolina. But, yeah, you're seeing – and some of those reciprocate, some don't,
2: right? Well, the biggest myth we battle against, and the most common question, we get it, whether it's in speaking engagements on the radio show or at the law office daily is, is my out of state will or trust valid in Florida? And most people think no, because they've got neighbors who have Google law degrees that are telling them yeah, that. exactly. And, and at the end, and by the way, if that is the case, stop taking legal advice from non-attorneys. But if you look at your document, if it's valid in the state of origin, it's valid here. But don't rest your head too comfortably there, because there is a chasm of difference between validity and and optimal efficiency. Mm. And I'll demonstrate it for you. For those of you listening who have your wills handy, grab them. If they're from another state, read the first line. It says, I, a resident of, and it probably has your residency wrong. If it's an estate with an aggressive department of revenue, that could be an issue. You may have to argue your way out of taxes because what's one thing all residents of a state do? They pay taxes there. And then it comes to the execution. Florida has very specific rules about execution requirements for them to be considered self-proving and basically it's two witnesses, a notary and certain affidavit language, if it's falling short on that one witness or no notary or whatever – you may have to locate one or both of those witnesses and prove the validity of the document. Right. And that can add some additional time to that probate.
1: Yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. And, and even the fact that we were just bought homesteads. Some states don't have homestead.
2: No, that's right. right. Each state's different. Some states are community property states. Yep. So you got to account for that when you adjust your document.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Big difference. Uh, we got about a minute left. Back to you. Uh, final thoughts and, and where folks can find you online so, or social. Yeah. So
2: attorneypatricksmith.com or you can find me. On Instagram, Facebook, at Attorney Patrick Smith. And again, Brandon, thank you so much for having me on the show. If you guys want to tune into my show, it's uh, the Attorney Patrick Smith Show. Saturday mornings, eight a.m.
1: Saturday mornings, eight a.m. Awesome. Yes, sir. And it's an g- opportunity to call in live and speak on on the radio. Yeah, absolutely. So that's pretty cool. Yeah, we
2: awesome. enjoy.
1: It. Absolutely. Well, thanks for coming in, Patrick, and a lot of great uh, advice out there, or, or uh, you know, information rather, and, you know, for our, our listeners. Appreciate that, Brandon. Appreciate you. Thank you. Absolutely. And uh, we want to thank all of our producers behind the scenes putting the show together, and and uh, all of our listeners and our viewers, of course. And again, you know, the show is a local it's a it's a local consumer advocate based program, so it's all about you engaging with us and supporting the show. And we greatly appreciate all those that do uh, by calling in to the hotline or you know hitting us up on the website. We get social media engagement as well at Brandon Rhymes One on Instagram and Twitter uh, and Getter out there. We have our consumer quarterback show page as well. You can uh, hit us up online and connect with us there. And, of course, the hotline you can call anytime, 813-917-1894. Off-air number, 813-917-1894. And as we always say, we want you to please go out there and consider committing a random act of kindness. Uh, Do something kind for one another. Be a force for good in the community. And it's all about engagement out there. So I appreciate you sharing this uh, podcast. If you're listening to the podcast, sharing the show out there, information
0: uh, with any of your friends and family. And Consumer Quarterback Show, Consumer QB.com. You've been listening to the Consumer Quarterback, Brandon Rhymes. Whether it's real estate, consumer, or financial advice, let Brandon call your next play. Call Brandon Rhymes at 813-917-1894. That's 813-917-1894. Online at ConsumerQB.com. And join us next time for the Consumer Quarterback Show.